welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to, well, no, we're not here to solve your problems this week. Once again, Dennis, we're here to analyse the flavour of Dungeons and Dungeons Dragons cards in Magic. Yep, um, it's probably the last time we get to go back to this well, I think, right? Um... Until I mean, the entire return to, return to Adventures in the Forgotten Realms in three years' time. The entire yeah, the entire set is out. They've done a very, very bloody good job. Overall, I think five stars. But I think they, I think they could get another one. I think they could squeeze another one out. They could get six out of five stars. That's pretty impressive. Uh, that wasn't what I was saying, but maybe I wouldn't give it five out of five. By the way, five out of five for effort. I think. I, I get- think the stuff that we disagree with. I bet there was reasons that. Mm. They couldn't do. Mm. And I recently learned the best term for this. Gone. So what we're doing right now where we are sitting, you know, as fans of the game, mm-hmm. explaining what Wizards could have done differently with totally mm-hmm. incomplete information. Mm-hmm. It's called fansplaining. Fansplaining. That's very good. <laughs> Excellent. The thing is, I'm not even saying they, what they should have done. I'm just saying stuff that didn't hit right with me, right? I don't like, know. Last week, I was like... Tasha's hideous laughter should be claustrophobia. You're all idiots. Like there, I, I pulled no punches on that one. Okay, I guess that that was a bit of fan explaining there, but more like I guess we talk about the Tarask. It's like that's a miss, but you know. Yeah. But the thing is, like, do you know what's very funny? And I don't like this because I'm guilty of this as well. Is that like when people come into my chat when I'm streaming, like, oh, what do you think of the new set? And I'm like, I love it. Here's what I don't like about it. Yeah, straight in. Yeah, which sucks because it should be like I love it. Here's all the stuff that I like, and then a few minor gripes. But I really, it goes to show how little there is that I don't like when I'm quibbling over small stuff. Anyway. Anger is a much more powerful motivator than passion is, Riley, except when it comes to games by Hideo Kojima and me. Everything else, though. (laughs) It seems really good. We're going to get across some of the other cards that have caught our eye here as rusted on D&D fans. If you missed last week's episode, go and have a listen to that. It was Dennis and I basically having a chat about it. We we talk about gameplay a little bit, but mainly flavor. Honestly, it was the most magic-oriented podcast we've done in a long time. I know. I'm worried. And that's why we're only going to come back to this well once. Next week, don't worry. It's back to not talking about magic at all. It's going to be talking talking about... What, Pokemon and yep. stealth games that came out 15 years ago? Let's go, baby. Yeah, and me doxing kids from my primary school. Um, one thing I did want to mention, however, is I've already forgotten it. If It'll come back. Uh, I have two things I want to mention, so we can do those if you'd like. Okay, let's do them first. What was it, man? It wasn't The first one is think. the fine folks at Chanfobble.com sponsoring this podcast. Okay, which it definitely wasn't that. When, yeah. we, when, you, when, uh, when I say the fine folks at Chanfobble.com, I feel like that means Obama putting the medal on himself. <laughs> the fine folks at Chanfobble.com includes you. Yeah, so kind of I almost includes me as well. I think, I think, I think, you, I think most people would associate you pretty strongly with Chanfobble.com. Yes, 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 yes. You know, that, you know, almost as much as, they, as they'd associate great deals, content, and everything you could ever need to, you know, take your opponents to task at your next F and M. I thought you were just going to stop. I thought you were just going to stop at everything you could ever need. I don't think we can promise the world like that. Trust Food, me, I've tried. I can't shelter. get across <laughs> meetings here. <laughs> But head to com, get your hands on it. Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Get some boxes, get some singles, get some crates, get some sick promos in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But whatever Commander you decks do. as well. I, I suspect the Commander decks are going to fly off the shelves. So Yeah, well, they're, they're probably going to be out later this week because we don't yep. have the product images for them just yet. No, no, no. But I, I, I would jump on that. Already, like, some of the... Like, these tend to do pretty well. I know there have been some stinkers, but these tend to do pretty well. And they usually have cards in them that are hard to get uh, elsewhere. I believe we're going to have crates of them as well. So, so get some spicy playmats and promos in there. Get, yeah. get, start your commander deck with a promo lightning bolt or a promo soul ring or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. That's the way to I'd, do it. I'd get across that on, on, you know, quite a, on a, quite a serious level. I think like the, what they've put into commander decks recently, you know, some of them are just like must haves for the format. It's weird because like people, it's kind of what you're talking about with the chat a second ago. Mm. People are complaining a lot about 
organized play, mm-hmm. about standard, mm-hmm. but limited and commander have been kind of just batting a thousand the last two years, basically, right? Particularly limited. I mean, commander's definitely been a new focus of Wizards. You can you can tell that, but limited. Like no one's got anything bad to say about Modern Horizons Two as a limited format. People are talking about no. it being one of the best limited formats of all time. So clearly something's working. Now, if they can take that energy into standard to constructed magic, hey. We're all going to be so having right, a great another time. thing I want to talk to you about before we get into the mad cards. Did you remember what yours was? Yeah, mine one was, you You said, oh, we can't come back to that well. I think they could squeeze out another D&D set, and I hope they do. Me too. I hope they do, eventually. If it's anything like this, I hope they do too. Because this one is Forgotten Realms. <coughs> They've got, yeah. like, Ravenloft. They've got mm. Steampunk World, you know? What's the is Steampunk Sword Coast in Forgotten Realms it is, isn't it? Sword Coast Forgotten Realms, yeah. No, um, Eberron. Eberron as well. So, Riley. Go on. Have you heard... Of the High Elves. Have you heard... No, no. This other different reference. Have you heard... It's it's much more of a Dark Plagueis deal. Have you heard the tale of De Wizard the Wise? De Wizard the Wise. It's not a tale the Wizards of the Coast would tell you. Okay, go on. You're going to love this. Am so, I actually? In 1994... I think this is actually back when TSR made the game before Wizards of the Coast did. Mm-hmm. They published Advanced Dungeons Dragons. Yep. Encyclopedia Magica, Volume 1. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And during the development of this tome... They decided to rename Wizards to Mages. Yes. And then before it came out, they changed their minds back. All right. So they did a find and replace in the book. Yep. For Control H. Yep. Word Mage and replaced it with Wizard. (gasps) Oh. So, So, right. So it's like, I I already know it's going. Here's a tower, Riley. Yeah. A structure in this scenario. This tower can absorb 200 points of De Wizard before collapsing. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) De Wizard sustained is cumulative and the fortress cannot be repaired. Although a wish restores 10 points of De Wizard. (laughs) Or the user may look into the ball, concentrate on any place or object and cause the eye wizard of the place or object to appear. The eye wizard before uh, before Apple moved into handheld electronics, yeah. they were building eye wizards. Oh, that's very strong. Oh my god, I gotta get a copy of this. Book. That's like the thing in the office where dwigged uh, one dwigged survives the final survives place, yeah. the purge. Exactly. Oh, that's very funny. Excellent. All right. Uh, it is a horror story, apparently, in editing circles and game companies. The wizard. Well, that that person, the editor responsible for it, never worked in the industry ever again. You surprised me. And that that editor's name. Gary Gygax. I don't think it would have been him. No. No. I was going for the Albert Einstein. Yeah, Albert Einstein. The Albert Albert Einstein of D&D is definitely Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax, rest in peace. Um, Yeah, oh boy. That's rough, The wizard. The wizard. Acclaimed SoundCloud rapper, the wizard. (laughs) The wizard, I wizard. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, let's get underway. Let's get stuck in. We got uh, we picked out some cards here, some good ones, some great ones, some medium ones, and um, oh, actually, can you mm-hmm. tell the drain pipe story? Because I only got half. Of oh that. yeah. So, so so Dennis. So before before we started the podcast, before we started <laughs> recording, sorry to keep the magic content at bay, but yeah. I Dennis told me a story about a drain pipe that I only got about half of over text, and I wanted to learn more about it. I was like, I'll save it for the podcast. Dennis, tell us what happened to the drain pipe. So Nikki texted me in the course of our marketing all hands today mm-hmm. and said, house flooded. And I was like, more information, please. Yep. She came in and we went outside. And what happened was our boiler sits on the outer wall of my apartment, which is like towards the front of the house where the main room is, mm-hmm. our sitting room. And there's an outlet pipe that goes out and takes this, you know, condensed water off the boiler. And it goes into the, basically the pipe from the gutter and it goes yes. down to a drain. Yep. It's been raining here all day long. Mm-hmm. 
and the gutter has become blocked with leaves. Mm. But it has come blocked below where the pipe from our boiler goes in. So as the gutter fills with water, it has flowed back up the pipe <gasps> into the boiler. Into the boiler. And onto the floor, and etc. Yeah. So we, Nikki called the gas guys who installed it. We're like, hey, boiler's flooded. Yo, the boiler, the boiler's help. doing the opposite of what we wanted to do. Yeah, it's Usually cooling, water goes in, heat comes out. Now water's going, water's coming out. I don't know where the heat is. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, we'll get an engineer out to you in the next two hours. And Nikki was like, this is pumping water into the house. This yeah. is a more urgent problem than that. Mm. So I we mean, just went two outside. Hours, to their credit, two hours, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but two hours, like, it's too long. Yes. Like, I, I'm not, in their defense, yes, no problem. Yep. So I just went outside and I just ripped the gutter off the side of the house. Like, the drain pipe, I just tore it off. Like an angry bear. Yeah. You I entered rage. Yeah. In flavor, in keeping with the theme of the podcast, and mm-hmm. I tore it off the wall. And then Nikki called the management company and was like, hey, gutter's broken, plus fix. The gutter's broken. Must be the rain. Really heavy rain. Really heavy, heavy rain. rain. Yeah. Yeah, I just grabbed it and pulled it off the wall. I don't, yeah. Modern problems require modern solutions, right? Yes, and uh, basic problems require basic solutions. Ripping the outdoor plumbing off the side of the wall. Why didn't you just un... Like, is it, was there not like a, a, a hole in the pipe that you could have opened or something? Nah, the pipe goes from like the ground floor all the... Because we have an apartment that, that, that is like three stories high, basically. Mm. So we're on the... I guess you call it the ground floor. In any case, there was no entrance into the pipe for like 20 feet up until the actual gutter on the roof. Well, bears are good at climbing. Why didn't you just do that? You didn't cast spider climb on your Bears are are better at grabbing. That's why. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Well, I guess that's one way to solve a problem. When when you need something done, if when, look, when you need something done with no frills, no questions asked, Dennis Stranjack, he's your man. I just broke it. What do you mean? I broke it to fix it. It is what it is. Solutions are his business. All right, let's get underway. I kind of done with some of these. First card in, in this situation might have been helpful. Some Thieves Tools. Mm. Thieves Tools, Adventurous Pack, all those like starting items in D&D. Classic. I have a lot, like a lot of players that will always be like, I'd probably have a boop boop in there, right? And I'm yep. like, I guess. Or they're like, how many ball bearings would I have? And I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> why do you need to know an exact number? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these, I, I always enjoy it when they almost MacGuffin-like, like Chekhov's gun, right? They yeah, pull out, tools, yeah. they pull out the mirror that they've had and never used, or they pull out the, you know, the, I, I, not the rope because you always use the rope, but you know what I mean? Like they pull out the something that there's been in the adventurous kit since the beginning, like, ah, the perfect thing. Now we're level 15. These tools, two and a black. When it enters the battlefield, make a treasure token. Great. Uh, can't be a creature can't be blocked as long as it's as long as its power is three or less equipped two. Not a very so ex, not a very exciting card type type mechanic. There. Yeah, exactly. Skulk pretty pretty much. Um, also ah. makes me wonder. Well, <laughs> it makes me wonder. First of all, why is it black? Like rogues, a rogues just like just is are they that associated with black mana that that their tools are? I don't really understand that. Right. Hmm. But secondly, why is it? A quick creature can't be blocked as long as it's power at three or less when rogues are some of the is probably one of the most powerful class in the game. Well, in in appropriate DD fashion, a rogue should have three power and like a quintuple strike in reality, right? There we go. Quintuple <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep, yep. Ryan and I were talking about this before we started recording that rogues are busted because sneak attack is A massively powerful. And also B, B not sneak attack. Not usually sneak attack. It's more often distracted attack. It's more like, often trick the DM into giving me advantage so I can attack with, you know, with three metric tons of D6s. Yeah. Yeah. They measure D6s by gallons when rogues. Exactly. Do yeah. Sneak they, they take three and a half cups of D6s yeah, and do that yeah. much damage. Yeah. 
But um, and I was saying I was glad it was one of the things that made it over when you play a sword and sandals Western RPG like Skyrim, where mm. you could one shot a dragon by sneaking up on it with a with a dagger by just having enough put into sneak enough bonuses, sneak and yeah. you do seven x damage. Yeah, or all of a sudden the 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 matrix reveals itself and you find the glowing weak spot on it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just our our experience. Maybe you know, it's not a huge sample size, but generally speaking, rogues just tend to be busted in half and can just DPS anyone down. So I don't know. I just like I, I do like the flavor of this. I like the fact that you get uh, a, a treasure, and I like the fact that the creature can't be blocked because it's like I think it should be a little bit more versatile. Gone, like thieves' tools. I think are for more than just sneaking through things. Unlocking doors, man. Yeah, but it should make it like I, like a thieves' tools. It's not, it's not just a lockpick. Okay. Like what else is that little belt he's got unraveled there on the ground? Well, there looks like a, a bunch of really weird keys. That's about it. That's all thieves' tools are, right? It's lockpicks. I guess it is mostly just lockpicks. One of those diamond saws that you can cut a hole, like a circle in glass sort of thing. I've always wanted to know what the D&D disguise kit contains. contains. Oh, dude, I just imagine like Groucho Marx glasses. trunk of wig. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Lipstick, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, very, A very popular thing we used to do when I played D&D for one of the campaigns was we did the thing from, from the Ragnarok. We would do get help as a ploy. One of you pretends to be injured, and then you just hurl that person. Usually, it's the barbarian or the rogue at the enemies when they arrive. Oh, you right. The town guards going quick. No, get help! He's bleeding, and then you just yeah. throw him at them. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty good. We, I've never, I've never used that. I've never even heard of that ploy. What was it? What did you call it? Get help! It's from. I think it's from Thor Ragnarok. Okay. No, I've, I haven't. I, I, there you go. I should watch the MCU. Um, there you go. That's why. Just, just to get D and D tips. Anyway, thieves tools. <laughs> I'm glad they put it in there. I'm very weirded out by this next one though. Potion of healing. Yeah, so Potion of Healing, this card, spoiler alert, sucks. It's not very good. It's like a bad revitalize. Yeah, one in a white uh, I mean, you can artifact when ETBs, you draw a card, which replaces that, that's fine, and you can pay a white and sacrifice to gain through life. Yeah. Think about it is, though, Potions of Healing in D&D are like, whoa. They're not messing around. No, like Potion of Healing, the, the, the worst Potion of Healing will basically heal a regular human that has been injured back to effectively full health. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. looking it up here, and it is like that. Yeah, that didn't muck around. This one gains you three life. Not getting out of bed for that. Like I'm I'm not wasting my time with that. I've got you can hear me flicking through the DMG. A here, physical then. copy of the D- Dungeon well, Master's Guide. You last week claimed that the Dungeon Master's Guide was was useless. I forgot that all the treasures in the DMG. That's how they get you. Oh yeah, sure. That is how they get you. Yeah, but um. Yeah, a, a I'm going pre- to illustrate to Riley why it's useless. Potion of healing. Yeah, D&D he's going to beat. Me. He's going to beat me to it. Bingo! To you regain two d four plus two hit points. Do you know why? I was trying to do it quietly to begin with. I was like, I'll do it without the people noticing. But now, I mean, you slam your keyboard every every episode, so it's not going to matter. Um, yeah. Anyway, Dennis, as I was saying, two. potion of healing. Um, two d four plus two hit points. Yeah, so that's not like three life. Come on, man. 2d4 plus 2 hit points for a level, like, 3 character or whatever is probably, like, half your health. 2d4 plus 2 is an average of 6, right? 6, no, 7. So third, probably a third of your health? Yeah, for a third level If character. you're squishy, your HP might be, like, 10. But level 3, I don't know. But, but it's not, like... it's it, it. What we're trying to say is it heals way more in D&D than it does in Magic. It feels more special, more importantly. Any any way you slice it, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's the way to put it. A potion of healing in D&D is a much bigger deal than a potion of healing in, in Magic. So this one I think is a miss, but the next one, Riley, I think is a slam dunk. This one is this one is, is close for me to being like Wish. It's that good. 
We have Long Rest. Same. X, green, green, green. Return X target creature. Sorry, it's a sorcery. Return X target cards with different mana values from your hand. Figure after your hand. If eight or more cards are returned this way, your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Exile Long Rest. Love it. So good. If I you mean, rest for more than eight hours. Yep. And you, like, they're all different mana values because you're restoring spells of different levels. I would have been okay with draw two cards, get your spell slots back. I think that would have been okay. Draw two cards, get your spell slots back? What? Well, spell slots, you get your spell slots. Oh, so if it were just like a green draw spell. Yeah. I guess it could be. But I I love the, and the the gaining life as well. Back to your Mm -hmm. starting life total. It's so good, man. It's so good. Um, What's going on with the art, though? Some folks on long rest. But he's, he's sleep- what, since when are people long resting on like opulent armchairs like this? Like this should the, they're the, in a tavern. They should be they should be huddled under a tree. They should, and- be, they should be sleeping like in a tent and a bed. No, they never bring tents. Just a bedroll. Just yeah, a, there, yeah. There's this guy on TikTok who does um, videos that are these like archetypes of like red flags for DMs for D&D mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. and it's all people being like, um, no, I'm an elf, so I have concentra- I have like a higher concentration, so I can mm-hmm. actually study and do a long rest at the same time. Yeah. So I'm basically going to spec into Rogue and people are like, oh my god, yeah. stop. The worst. The worst, yeah. And this is why I'm very wary about the people with whom I play D&D. Like, you've got to, you, if you play with characters like that, it's just it just saps the fun out of the room. But long rest, I think, is it, it's really well. It's really well executed on a D&D trope that, unlike, that is actually kind of difficult to. I guess the gaining life was kind of, gaining life is kind of thing because you heal on a long rest, but like representing re- recharging your abilities, you know, getting spell slots back, that sort of thing. I mm-hmm. think it's really, really well done. This next one, right? You and I just predicted straight out. I think almost exactly. I mean, I think a lot of people would have, but yes, we'll take the credit yeah, for it. We, it was just us. We we figured it out. Yep. One red sorcery. This spell can't be countered. Magic missile deals three damage as you choose among one, two, or three targets. Doesn't miss. Can't miss. Um, the only thing about this is it's just a kind of bad card. Yeah, yeah, one of them limited cards. Uh, even then, like three mana for three damage. Oh, also, it's hard three to- for three for a two and a one is always good, man. But like, what was the? There was one that there, there's there's this card without the can't be counted thing. Chandra is something. What is it? Flames of the Firebrand. I think it's Some, called. It's something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. But I think it is Flames of the Firebrand. It is easier to cast. Like, and this is. Flames of, it is flames the, of the firebrand. firebrand. Yeah. Um, yeah, easy to cast. I don't know. This that card's is, very strong, though. This, but make magic missile good and strong. And make magic missile a card. You're like, oh boy, give me it. You know, I would. I would have liked to see this be a little more pushed. I think it's such an iconic card. You know, man. Instant. Oh, I'd love it as an instant. Flames of the firebrand isn't an instant, right? No, no, it's not. Make this an instant. One red, red instant. That's good, man. That's good. Next up, Riley, we have... Oh, wow, we're just moving on from it? Well, I've, I scrolled down and realized how many cards are left to go and the fact we're already like 23 minutes okay, in. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, Magic Missile, it's, it's pretty good. I, I, I'm, I mean, obviously it had to be in there. We say that. Do you know what's not in the, in the set? Fireball. Fireball, dude. Where's Fireball? That was the easiest <sighs> reprint, I think, man. They put Bag of Holding back in. They put Plummet in. Plummet's not a bloody D&D card. Maybe it's just a power level thing. Maybe it's a design thing. It's kind of an idea of design. It is kind of weird and complicated. It's not that weird or that complicated. Should have given us fireball. Anyway, um, this next one is... Shortest flavor text of all time. Uh, it's right up there for me with catch. It's mm. it's really good. Lava axe, catch, such a good bit of flavor text. Split the party, flavor text, don't. Every other every other word on this, on this thing is irrelevant. I don't care what it does or whatever. <laughs> Splitting the party is just something that like every D&D um, 
group, new group, discovers that you shouldn't do for many reasons. One, you'll often get killed. Two, mm-hmm. it's so boring. It's so boring. If you split the party... Well, half the time you're doing nothing while the DM has to go talk to the other group in the, in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. It's the worst, right? So don't split the party for multiple reasons. Never split the party. I, I like how meta this is. I like that there yeah. is... this this Because this isn't really an in-game thing. This is more of an out-of-game thing, I would say. That's true, actually, yeah. You know, this is... this is It is... Obviously, technically, it is something that happens in-game. But when, when players... Like... There are so many reasons that you shouldn't split up the party for out-of-game reasons rather than just in-game reasons, and I like that this is a little nod it's to mostly that. mostly out-of-game reasons. Like, whatever about it making the, diff- the campaign too difficult, that's whatever. It that's just makes, it makes the game hard it to makes play. Pl- it, may, yeah, it makes playing the game bad. Yeah, yeah. Choose target player, return half the creatures they control to their owner's hand, round it up. It seems like, it seems like you get to choose. I don't hand. know who gets to choose. Return half implies... Choose target so player, let's just say return. they return half. yeah. Of their choice. I guess you get to choose. Weird bit of rules templating. You'd think that only a couple more words would make that, you know, very clear beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it's a little ambiguous for a newer player, I think. Anyway, I'm really- I'm only, I'm only like 85% sure I'm right on it as well. I'm really glad it's in there. That's a little nod to like veterans and that sort of- I was reading through the, the thing that Mark Rose would have put out about designing the set, and he said that their number one thing was to meet ex- people's expectations. And I just think mm. that's such- It's like, oh, we're not going to, you know, oh, this is going to be some huge, expansive, adventurous, massive set. We're going to blow people away. No. They just, people had high expectations and they're just like- Do the D&D set and do it right. We're going to deliver on that sort of stuff. And this card isn't something that ever, anyone wanted. This is like Magic Missile. Everyone knew that there was going to be Magic Missile. Split the Party, I don't think it's a card that anyone ever wanted. Right, are we about to get bonus Megan on the podcast? Oh, Megan's on the podcast. Megan. No, she's going really quietly. She's running away. She's, actively running away. She doesn't want to be part of it. <laughs> um, but Split the Party is not, a, is not a card that people are crying out for, but I'm really glad it's there. Me too. It's really good. Anyway, let's talk about the next. We, we're going to talk next about ones, twelve I think I cards. I think yeah. I could have done without these, to be honest. You're, you're not a fan. I'm medium on them. Okay, just take up too much space, man. We're talking about the class cards, of course. There are twelve of them. Everything from barbarian all the way through to wizard. Um, they're the ones that kind of they they level up. They're enchantments. You pay mana, so they're enchantments. They have a, a an ability. And then you level up and they gain extra abilities on top of that. Some of they them don't static, actually some have level triggered. up. It's basically that though. So like, for example, the bard class costs green, uh, green, red. Yep. And comes in level one to get level two, you pay a green red again. And mm. to get level three, you have to pay three green red. Yeah, exactly. And then either they, they either trigger something like for the cleric class, when you get to level three, it triggers a, um, a reanimate, mm. uh, or at level two, it has a, um, a triggered ability whenever you gain life, so it'll happen over and over again. And then some of them have a static effect, like the well, the cleric again. It's it's level one uh, static effect. Is if you would gain life, you get an extra life. Mm-hmm. You gain uh, one on top of that. Actually, maybe I'm, maybe I'm okay with these. I was just annoyed because there's twelve of them, and you were like, man, now I have to read all these cards. <laughs> well, just like it just, but that's such a, that's such a and like they're rare and uncommon. Like it's such a large percentage of the set. It's it's very strange the way that their rarity is distributed. I have to say, like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, the, they're why monks are rare but warlocks are uncommon all the multicolor ones are rare but the multicolor don't follow a pattern there's some allied some enemies I think they've I, I think they've really gone for top down design with this rather than game design which I like you know mm-hmm. I like that the fact that the fighter is Boros whereas the monk is Azorius like they didn't go for all allied or all enemy Um, but it is it is weird and there are some strange ones. Like, the Barbarian doesn't make any sense. It's all about rolling dice. Like, Barbarian's roll so just Barbarian as many is single dice. red. If you would roll one or more dice and said roll that many dice plus one, and ignore, so you gain a you D&D get, advantage. You get advantage, rolls. right? And then at level two, it also gives you a bonus for rolling dice, which isn't something that Barbarians really do. 
And then, I mean, they do as much as any other That's what I'm D&D class. Yeah, right. And then level three is just you have haste. Yeah, creatures control have haste. How is barbarians not you deal double damage, take double damage? Holy moly, of course. That's what, ra- that's what, yeah. That's like what the, rage is. The, 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 you the, can argue it's deal double damage, take half damage, sure, but like. But, no, that's. There's what, a rec- rec- reckless attack is deal double damage, take double damage. Whatever it is, is yeah. It? Is that, is it called reckless attack? I know there's I a reckless card, attack. Yeah, something like that anyway. But then look, some of them are really good. I think the bard one. Great. Uh, it gives you bonuses for playing with uh, legendaries because the bards sing songs about legendary. You know, they tell tales. And Bard doesn't feel green-red to me, though. I don't know what. I, I was trying to figure out what colors it should be, and I have no idea. Like, I think it's just red. Is it? Maybe it is green-red. Green's kind of history. I, don't, I, I really don't know. And like, like they would have no qualms of having to. There's two green ones. Rangers and Druids are both green. And I mean, clerics obvi- and paladins are both white. They obviously had to be. You know, like the yeah. nature of things were going to be um, ranger and warlocks druid. being black makes sense. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The, but there are some like some of them. I think are very resonant. Right, fighter. All about equipment. You search for equipment. Equip abilities mm. cost zero. It represents the 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 fighter's we- mastery of using different weapons. I think that's really good. Right. But then the wizard. You have no maximum hand size. Draw two cards. Like. This is just a blue card. It just doesn't feel very wizardy. It just feels like a magic card, you know? Whereas the rogue, whenever you deal damage to a player, exile the top card of their library. You level up the rogue enough, you can you start playing. You yeah. start playing this card. You steal stuff, right? Sneaky. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, so, like, the wizard, the paladin. I'm just not convinced by the Like, they don't... That doesn't... Like, I look at that paladin thing, I'm like, that doesn't make me think of a paladin, right? I think they made five, and we're like, these were slam dunks, and then I can have to make the rest of them. We have to, we have to fill these out, obviously, yeah. I mean, in fairness to them, it's hard. Like, how do you make a warlock card feel like a warlock card? You know, but I don't know. I th- I think they're somewhere in the middle. They're definitely on the right side. Like, they're definitely good. I'm glad they're there, but they're mm. not the they're not the slam dunks that that I think some of them are really good. Right? I think like the the ranger gets it right. It's about animals attacking. It's good. Uh, Druid, I think, is good playing with lands as well. Cleric, I think, works well. But something like Sorcerer, Monk, like Monk is about the second spell you cast each turn? I don't know, man. Uh, taking second action, taking additional actions in Monk is very common. Oh, with the, like key and stuff. They key can, points and stuff. They yeah. can do a bunch of extra but stuff. But it's more letting you do that, not rewarding you for doing that. Yeah. No, I don't know. Stuff. Th- these, are, these are definitely on the right. I'm glad they're in there, but they're not as resonant as some of the other stuff we've seen. I'm glad they exist, but... Um, they're not. They're not doing it for me in the same way that some of the other some of the other cards do. Does this one do it for you? Right. Love the mind flayer, dude. Talk, tell us about mind flayer. Mind flayer, three blue blue creature horror, dominate monster. It has one of those like ability words mm-hmm. doesn't do mean anything. Mm-hmm. When mind flayer enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature for as long as you control mind flayer. Just good old fashioned sorrow temptation. Uh, no, even better because it, it's it's basically mind uh, not mind control. What is it? Yeah, mind control. The the aura. Is this not sorrow temptation? Sorrow temptation only hits two. Uh, uh, convert a mana cost two or less or power two or less no whereas this mind flayer just hits actual anything sorrow temptation hits anything too does it yeah. what am I thinking of um old man of the sea no 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 there's a card that that um there's a card that only hits like a certain power or something like that you're right it is sorrow of temptation yeah oh what am I there's a card I'm thinking of I don't know what it is but this is sorrow temptation but it costs one extra mana and you have one extra power and toughness yeah yeah, Sorrow Temptation is my favorite thing. Is one of my favorite cards in Magic Rally, and can you? Can, I want to see if you can figure out why. Because of the art, 
No, because the big dumb, the big dumb goon that's cha- that's chasing the uh, chasing the fairy. The fairy? No? no, no, it's because on. it's so powerful in cube. Okay, because people will draft, especially Magic Online Cube back in the day. Mm. People will draft show and tell, and they'll go show and tell, and they you choose cards secretly. You know. Yep. They choose Emrakul, yep. and I choose Sorrow of Temptation. <laughs> Very nice. You're like, thank you, thank you for the fifteen, Give fifteen. Give me that. It's like in League of Legends, when someone starts fighting the dragon, you come in and steal it, and you, and you type in all chat, thanks for the leash. Thanks for the leash? Oh, yeah. What's that? A leash is when you help somebody. Like, you know, when, you, you know, when I would play jungle and you play bot lane, you come help me take the camp at the start? That's a leash? That's called leashing. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> thanks for so the So you type leash. in all chat, thanks for the leash. Very good. Like, it's so upset. Do you know the one thing I don't like about Mindflayer? Huh. Now, it can, it has an innate ability to cast Dominate Monster. And- True. Dominate Monster is very, very well chosen for this ability, right? Yeah. But Dennis, it has an ability that I like a lot more that they, I mean, they probably shouldn't have used this word to, this, this phrase to describe this ability, but I, I, geez, I bloody wish they had. Extract brain. <laughs> the Mind Flayer has an ability called Extract Brain. Okay. Um, if this, uh, it deals a bunch of damage to you. If this damage reduces the target to zero hit points, the mind player kills the target by extracting and devouring its brain. Now, that obviously wouldn't give you control over it. Whatever. Dominate monster is obviously the right call. It's just a shame that extract brain missed out, I think. There's already a card that is basically this writing. What is that? Uh, vivisection. Oh, that's very disgusting. Oh, yeah, of course. The Phyrexian one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I think mind play is really good. Um, I think it's a really good card, obviously. And I think it's also <clears> just a really, a really great resonant top-down design that reflects what a monster is about in in D&D and in Magic really well. Great job. Next to Riley, as a person who runs off-the-book campaigns, mm-hmm. you might not, I know nothing about these two. You don't know anything about these two? No. The Book of Exalted Deeds and the Book of Vile Darkness, two very famous uh, legendary... Is that what they're called? I think they're called legendary... Let me double-check. what they, I don't want to get angry DMs because, well, actually, they're angry called DMs artifacts. From, a, they're from called, angry DMs. They're called artifacts. Um, so it literally says legendary artifact on it. That's true. I should have known that. They are called artifacts in uh, D&D as well. well. So the, these are books that like, they're very, like they're, they're absolutely busted, right? Busted in half. You get them, you read them and they give you a bunch of bonuses. And in the case of the book of all darkness also gives you some um, penalties as well. Uh, but they give you, they give you really, really like very, very strong uh, abilities like the the book of exalted deeds in D gives you extra wisdom uh gives you a halo um and a bunch of be- other random beneficial pro- uh, properties um whereas the book of vile darkness um it's uh it gives you like dominate monster on evil uh targets it makes you grow like horns out of your head or makes you like your eyes go black or whatever mm-hmm. um but they're really they're really iconic they're really really iconic have you, you've heard of them even if you haven't played with them right i've never heard of these you've never heard of them never heard of these. very interesting okay the next two artifacts we're about to talk about well the penultimate one here i definitely heard of well, yeah. i'm talking talk late with that but these are these are greek to me these have nothing to do with the effects in the game the effects in the game like this is just scary white book scary black book <laughs> in like you don't get angels or anything yeah. um the book of our darkness is from a flavor perspective is said to have been written by vecna but sure um i don't know that you summon Vec- like in the game you don't summon vecna with it or anything like that i still think it's cool I, i'm glad these cards are yeah. there i think it's good that they put these iconic artifacts in there but looking at it 
you know, this is one that comes back to fansplaining, right? I look at this and go, hmm, I wish they'd done better with it. But then I can't really think of how you would, you know. Your character gets... Mm. Uh, like, when when the Book of Exalted Deeds enters the battlefield, you get a halo which illuminates the area around you. Very useful in a game of Magic the Gathering, you know. Yeah. So, they feel a little generic, making zombies and angels. But I think... Um, I think that's still cool, and I'm glad they're there. I didn't realize you'd never heard of them. Never, no. Never even heard of them? Nope. Wow. Wow, yeah. Well, they're cool. Anyway, let's talk about the next one, then. This actually, I'm very disappointed in writing. Well, let's talk about the mechanic involved in these two, actually, because I've paired them together. We've got the Deck of Many Things, and we've got Wizard's Spellbook. We, last week, had not seen a bunch of the D20 cards, right? The ones mm. where they roll. And we thought that maybe it was just a one-off for the treasure chest. No, turns out... <laughs> Big part of the game. Turns out a huge part of this set. So let's talk about your overall impression of that now that it's an actual thing on a bunch of cards rolling to d so two things here for me. Okay. I don't love rolling dice, not because of RNG purposes. The game's full of RNG already. You draw cards, blowing that stuff for the deck. Shut mm-hmm. up. Um, the main thing I'm going to be frustrated about with this mm. is people using spin dance sorry people caring about using spin dance is going to drive me crazy you know that wizards have said you're not allowed to use spin dance i disagree well you can't disagree with fact i, mean, I understand have said that you that's can't, a fact yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary okay i understand you can learn to game a spin dance and they're not they're probably not you know i don't know how much rigorous testing they go through to make sure they're fairly balanced the way normal gaming dice do and look if it was at pro tour coverage let them use the the official ones. Yeah. Sure, fine. Just the same way I'm not allowed to use a card from my commander deck face down as an elf token, yeah. but I can at FNM. Well, I think I think at FNM and casual, I don't think anyone's going to be punishing you for using a spin down. I think that's fine. But they've said, like, in an official, proper, like, sanctioned well, competitive, competitive game of Magic, you have to use it. The reason is, Frank, Frank Carson made an excellent video. Actually, you should go and check it out. He made an excellent video explaining how to roll D20s when you don't have a D20, how mm-hmm. to do it with a d6 or a coin or just your hands right it's amazing um but one of the issues with it is all the high numbers are bunched on one half of the die and all the low numbers yes. are bunched on the other whereas on a normal randomized die the, the 20 and the one are opposite yeah, exactly so they're distributed so this matters in the long term when you're trying to roll high numbers consistently yes so most of the players you're going to play against it's not going to matter at all, but you know when you're playing for one of a term, one a better term, more hardcore and spikier games of Magic. I think at least Wizards saying don't use that gives people a pressure sure. to be like you shouldn't do it. But I, I'm pretty sure that most people will use spin downs when if they have them and, that, and people won't care broadly. When it's convenient to. Yeah. Or do you do you think there's going to be a lot of really like persnickety people? Well, there's already like, people doing people already do it for someone who goes first, and it's a huge problem. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter as long as both people... I know it does matter because if someone... Because one of you can know how to do it, one of you might Imagine not. spending so much time learning how to cheat a roll of D20 when you could just spend that time getting better at Magic the Gathering. That's th- This is what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah. See? Yeah. All right. That, that so part let's, is let's definitely Let's talk about Wizard Spellbook first. Okay. And then we'll come to the Because I care less things. about it than right. the but, but broadly speaking, you're... I'm fine with it. You're fine with the it'd be weird if uh, It'd be weird if the D&D set didn't have rolling D20s in it. I think it's good. I was surprised to see that it has such a big impact, but uh, it's interesting to see that they that there's no real punishment in many of, on many of the cards. I don't like that. I don't like that. We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> that's, that's the part that I don't like, is that, you know, there's a card that it's like a green creature comes into the battlefield. If you roll one to nine, you gain one life. If you roll 10 to 19, you gain two life. And if you roll a 20, you gain five. 
if you roll a one, you should lose five life and discard your hand. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're rolling ones in my D&D campaigns, I'm coming for you, you know? And it, it if you roll nines, if you roll sevens, I'm coming for you. So, it kind of flies in the face of what D&D is about in terms of punishing low rolls, but- Imagine how bad, how unplayably bad these cards would be if 45% of the time you just got absolutely hosed by them. So I, I I don't like it, but I understand why it's there and it's difficult to argue about it. Anyway, talk to us about Wizard Spellbook. So Wizard Spellbook is, just, I mean, that is just the book that wizards use to learn their spells over time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It is the textbook that you carry around and as you level up, you get better at reading it. Uh, You know, you add new spells to it when, when you learn them. Right, sorry, yeah, you pull them from, like, the ETH or whatever. Yeah, or, like, copy them from scrolls and stuff. Honestly, I don't really know. Like, wizards, it's just, spellbooks are honestly in the same thing as, like, a quiver of arrows. It's like, ah, whatever, it's just, you've got it. It doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So, this this is a seven-mana artifact. You can exile an instant sorcery card from a graveyard, tap it and roll to 20 to activate on the sorcery. And if you get one to nine, you copy the thing you exiled. So, you just flash something back. Um... If you pay roll ten to nineteen, you can copy it, but you can pay one colorless instead of paying it for it. Which is pretty- why is that not just why is that not just free? Um, just let it be free. Come on, I know you want to go infinite or whatever, but probably yes. Yeah, so you can't untap it, it. Just let it be free. Just Come let on. it be free. Okay. The yeah. thing costs seven mana. Just let it be free. All right. Okay. I. You know, I'm glad that I now the, now with the way that you're saying that, I'm very glad it costs one mana. <laughs> I'm very glad it costs one mana. I want to play music. Just let it be free. Come on. And then the nat 20, copy each card exiled with Wizard Spellbook ever, and you may cast any number of them without paying the mana costs. Very good. Love it. Love that. Roll a 20, cast every spell you earn. You know. Exactly. Just spew them out. Unusually for flashing back something, it doesn't exile them. So you can cast the same thing. It does exile them. Exile target or instant or sorcery. Um Oh, so it does. Oh, sorry. when they get cast, yeah. Sorry, the because you cast copies of them, so they do stay exiled. They do stay exiled. Like, sorry, sorry. Because ordinarily, right. if you exiled it and cast it again, it would end up back Wait, in the graveyard. The twenty is actually terrible if you what? if you roll it the first time. Yeah, it's it does nothing. Well, it can't, it it plays one spell. That's it. The one that you just exiled. Yeah, if you get, you get a one mana discount compared to the ten through nineteen. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you want to save your twenties? You want to save hit a couple 20s. of tens to nineteens. And then bam, and then yeah, and then finish it off with that big twenty. Um, but I I know what your complaint is going to be with the deck of many things. I'm not going to steal your thunder because I probably have exactly the same complaint. But let, let let's talk about this card, the deck of many things, five mana, five mana artifact. artifact. Uh, pay two, uh, tap it, roll a d twenty, and subtract the number of cards in your hand. If the result is zero or less, discard your hand. So if you have four cards in hand, uh, you roll and get a four or less. Um, you discard no. your hand. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so yes. the high, the more cards you have in your hand, the riskier it is to use the deck of many things. Sure. Yes. Which That's re- kind of cute. Which re- well, and it also reflects what happens with the deck of many things in D anD. d It's riskier for you to take more cards. It's ever. riskier for you to the more the have more, you, more cards. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, one to nine, return a card from random uh, at random from your graveyard to your hand. Okay, fine. Ten to nineteen, draw two cards. All right. Twenty. Put a creature card from any graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. When that creature dies, its owner loses the game. Wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. We went from drawing yeah. two cards to reanimating your opponent's Lanor Elves and then then killing it. Then, then hitting it with a magic missile. <laughs> exactly. So my complaint here is a couple of things. Oh, wow. There's more than one. There's more than one. Okay. One, bust out the magnifying glass. Give me 20 different abilities. Let's go. 
How many Lesbian. different cards? How many different cards are there in the deck of many things? They're not three. Twenty. There's it's not twenty. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not three. It's not three. It's not three. It's twenty. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. as much as like discarding your hand and you run out of something to lose the game is cool, the effects you get out of the deck of many things, folks at home, mm. are outrageous. I've pulled them up here for you, right? Oh, very good. Yeah, we're getting. Is this something the you've ever put in a campaign as a DM? Uh, many times. Because it the, is. the chaos is ridiculous. It's lovely. It's amazing. We did it one time and Andrew was like, oh, I'll draw one card, right? And he got like 5,000 goals. Like, oh my goodness, right? Michael's like- So the way the way the deck of many things works is it's kind of like a- I mean, they're named after like traditional playing cards, Ace of Hearts, Two of Hearts, etc. But they're mostly- it's kind of more like a tarot deck. No, I actually no, no, no. They're named one. after tarot cards, but you that, that's giving you the equivalent so you can use a playing card thing, right? Is that why they do it? That's why they do it. So in case you've only got a play- if you've got a deck of playing cards, right? Oh, that's how you do it? It's okay, got like sure. the cups, the lovers, whatever else, yeah. I bought them off. I bought a set of tarot ones off Etsy. I've got, a, I've got a Taroka deck that, you, that uses. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So these effects mm-hmm. are outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. For example- <laughs> Don John, you disappear and become entombed in a state of suspended animation in an extra-dimensional sphere. Everything you are wearing and carrying stays behind in the space you occupied and disappeared as if you were raptured. Mm-hmm. You remain imprisoned until you are found and removed from the sphere. You can't be located by divination magic, but a wish spell can reveal the location of your prison. Doesn't get you out. Not even free. No, it doesn't get you out. Doesn't get you out. You just cease to be mm-hmm. and are like banished to the blind eternities. Yeah. And the way that the way the deck of many things works in D anD D is you have to declare how many cards you're going to draw, and there's no going back. Yeah, you. And this is what I was going to say. Andrew drew one, got something cool. Michael drew two and got something kind of good and kind of bad. Adrian's like, I'll draw six. I was like, Oh well, this is the end of the campaign. Well, the right. likely the likelihood that you end up with something like a donjon or a, you know, th- there's there's some medium ones. Isn't like there idiot. one? That, hang on, there's one that gives you a castle or a town, right? Yes. There's one that gives I, you control of it. Because, oh, that's what happened. Adrian, I think, drew the one that gave them the castle or the town, right? And then that's how we brought the Tarrasque into it because it turned out that the, 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 the city was founded on top of the Tarrasque. And so the Tarrasque, like, burst out and, and came and attacked them and was sick. I'm trying to find that one. I, there is one that basically makes you lord of a manor. Yeah, I think it was. It, 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 it might have even been from um, just in 3.5. But what we're yeah. trying to say is these cards do huge huge things like this is not a minor ability so and that's only really reflected in the in the um in the 20 that you roll like what what do you think is the most powerful spell in card in the in the deck don't you get a free, correct there's one that gives you a free wish right i'll have you know right that card gives you one d3 free wishes excuse me th- a thousand <laughs> pardons a thousand apologies yeah yeah which is gonna let you do anything except find except free someone except from a, free someone from a donjon exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so the deck of many things, I think they could have made it wilder, but maybe it would have just been too silly, but there's just no, what if they were all just different cards? This is the time, Riley. This is how we get it. Get the professor turning community college on the line. Donjon, this is how you reprint Oubliette. It's here. Didn't they already reprint Oubliette? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is a donjon if not an Oubliette? Uh, a, a, a great point, Dennis. Well made. Um, I think they did reprint Oubliette recently. I'm going to double check that, but I'm pretty sure they reprinted it. I think they did too. Oubliette. Uh, they reprinted it in Double Masters. Double yeah. Masters. So yeah. we're, we're good. We're good. Um, a lot of text. Oh, no, no. They made it phasing. That's right. A lot of text in the original one. Um, oh, yeah. They didn't make this card as punishing as they could have, but no. I think it's okay. 
What about the void, Riley? Is that the one that just causes you to stop existing? No, the donjon kind of, uh, kind of. The, it, it basically turns into a lich. This card spells disaster. Your soul is drawn from your body and contains an object in a place of the DM's choice. One or more powerful beings guard the place. While your soul is trapped this way, your body is incapacitated. A wish spell cannot restore yeah. your soul, yeah. but it can reveal the location of the object that holds it. Yeah. And you draw no more cards. That's like a double donjon. It's, yeah, they find you, and then even there, you're still trapped with nothing. And you've been guarded by something. Yeah, yeah. The donjon is just One or more. One or more. <laughs> a 5,000, in fact. Like, son, you gain 50,000 experience in a wondrous item. Yeah. Not very good if you're not playing with experience points. That's just two levels, I think, or whatever, though. But I I always have all of my... I have flat leveling across the entire party. So I guess they could pull... So, like, Hooray! congratulations, everyone gets two levels. You're skipping to... You know, you're skipping chapter six and seven of this uh, this pre-made Fly campaign. past them, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, that's the last one I'll read because it's just fun to read these. But The Fates. Mm. Reality's fabric unravels and spins anew, allowing you to avoid or erase one event as if it had never happened. Oh, man. What? What would I do? What would I get rid of? So, first of all, what is this? In, I, I think I know what this is in Magic the Gathering. Uh, What? Just like memory lapse? Restart the game. Oh, dude. Even better. I was going to say put a card <laughs> back on top of its owner's library, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Restart the game, baby. You draw this restart the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we said the, we said the game put the deck of many things in play under your control. What would you? I'm trying to think of the most. You know, sometimes when you go to you go to bed and you're like, ah, what a rest, what a what a, a busy day I've had. I'm I'm looking forward to some restful sleep. And your brain's like, what hey, about that time you told Samantha you liked her in second grade and you, she called you a poopy head? Do you remember the time you called your teacher dad? I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. I'm trying to think of that. What I would erase there. Is it, would you change your reply to the, hey, do you want to do a podcast message from me about two and a half years ago? <laughs> from yes to definitely yes. Yeah. Um, from yes to only if it's about mentally or solid. Yeah, from, yeah, yes, but only if we don't talk about magic all the time. I think the D&D set's really good. I do too. I think it's really, really good. I hope it's going to be fun to play with. I hope these cards are going to be sweet. I hope they have an impact post-rotation um, because... This you, set, hope, you hope a Throne of Eldraine's iron grip on standard relinquishes once in a strike comes I mean, out? It kind of has to, right? It kind of well, has to. Well, rotate up, so yes, but yeah. It's not just that. It's the it's the ultimata. It's the companions, you know. Mm. It's it's a little bit of everything. Um, All the time. But I think that this set has been really well executed. I think it gives D&D nerds what they expected and what they wanted from, you know, like what what's missing? Fireball? You know what it did for me? Go on. Made me update Arena. It's pretty big. You don't play a lot of Magic. Uh, you don't play Not a lot anymore, of. You no. don't play a lot of Magic at the moment. Hey. Oh oh. We're gonna shift a little bit off of the D and D train to the. It's not even Charlie River. I'm still talking about Magic. You know what I played this last weekend, Riley? What'd you play this last weekend? Jumpstart. Oh, it's good. Paper yeah. with people. Oh wait, what? Mm-hmm. Dennis, that's illegal. Well, it's actually not here. Anymore. Is it not? Is it fine? Well, three of the four of us were vaccinated, so yes. Okay, very nice. How was it? But great. Yeah. I did not realize, and I tweeted about this, I did not realize how much my enjoyment and appreciation of magic, because you and I have been both kind of been grumpy about magic lately. It's, it's been tough, like, yeah. 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 Um, I did not realize how much playing with physical cards once every month or two mm. was mm. what kept me interested in the game. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was like a digital magic, let's go, baby. I used to draft magic online for Christ's sake yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that, I mean, that and was you, like point teeth. You now like play League when you're bored on your computer, mm-hmm. but you used to just draft. Yeah, yeah. And I felt I felt I had become disconnected from the game. And cracking those packs and smelling that new pack smell, mm. 
That's what's missing. The the slap of the card against the uh, against the play mat. The he's got. Oh, he's got. Oh, we're gonna hear it. We're gonna hear it live. He's gonna flick some cards back. This is how. It's, oh no, I do. He does have. I mean, yeah. I, it, I. It'd be funny to know how many people listen to this podcast who aren't like out for a run or driving home in their cars. How many of them? Even have, them. Even them. How many of them have a magic card within reach? You know. Look at this. There it is. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. What are those cards? For? Got planes. Basic planes. Planes. And another basic planes. Okay. All right. Why have you got two basic planes on your desk? Is this your basic land box? Yeah. Why is that within easy reach, man? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's, oh she, she's dusty. Oh, she's a dusty she's a dusty old box. That is a lot of... Ba- Dude, that's too many. Ba- How many basics is that? Oh, no, that's fine. Okay, no, it looked... The way you were holding it up to the camera, it looked like... It looked like it was from a GP, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a GP land station, but no, it's uh, it's a lot emptier than it was there. I used to... We we used to take leftovers of the, the land packs from the GP land stations after events, and I refilled this and yeah. my friends over for drafts, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm looking forward to playing this set. I hope it's going to be really good. I'm going to draft the pants off it. Um, Twitch.tv. Planes back into the box. Twitch.tv slash Riley Knight. Uh, get across it. I'll be doing rare drafts, of course, and uh, and having a great time with cool. it. Um, I don't know. I think that there are a lot of hits, very few misses, and I think that the with the complaints that people have about the misses proves how resonant the hits are. You know, mm. you don't know like when we went back to Zendikar, people were like this doesn't feel like a Zendikar set. There's this card and that card, blah, 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 blah. right? But whereas people are, who are heavily invested in D and D are like, well, the Tarasque doesn't make any sense, blah, blah, blah. which shows that like the rest of the cards I think do a very good job of representing the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm excited to play it, and that is not something I've felt about. I'm, I'm, re- I'm releasing Magic set in a while, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, I was looking forward to Strixhaven, and then I played it, and I was like, this, this, this set, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't do my homework. I didn't listen to limited resources. I didn't get the Lords of Limited set review into my into my brain. Um, whereas this time, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to draft it. You've been, I love, practicing, you've been practicing for this one for 15 years, dude. I love core sets. Yeah, that's it. It all it all culminates in this. If I if I bomb out of uh, of drafting this set, well, all the training. There's I did, no hope. There's truly no hope. I was 17 years old, you know, doing the um, oh man, the first adventure I did it was from Dungeon Magazine, and it was the Sargasso. What was it? The, the Forbidden Tide or the something t- on something Tide? The something tides. I can't remember what it was. On Stranger Tides with Captain Jack Sparrow. No, it's the pirate one from Dungeon. If anyone... Oh, here's a call for anyone. A call to action. If you have or know how to get that adventure from the old Dungeon magazines, especially if there's a 5th edition update, I want to... I want to hear it. It's, it's something like the Forbidden... The Savage Tide. The Savage Tide was what it was. It was a pirate-themed campaign, Dennis. It was all about having a ship, going across the water, blah, blah, blah. I've got Ghost of Saltmarsh. I love that sort of stuff. If anyone's got a lead on how to get my hands on the, the on the Savage Tide, I'm all about it, especially there's a fifth edition update. Anyway... If anyone has a copy of the 1994 book where they use the word DeWizard, I'm interested in getting, getting is that, hands is on that Is that AD&D? Yeah. I, I may have that. That's ninety four. Yeah, I, I I went through a phase where I started collecting old Dungeons and Dragons books. You should try find it. I th- I've got the AD and D. I've got the AD and D. Here is it? No, no, it'd be in storage. But yeah, yeah. Oh, look, man, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. High wizard, baby. Oh, really All right. Good. Never fear, folks at home. Next week will be full of we'll be back no the, magic, so don't worry. Back to the normal nonsense. Exactly. I think we're right. actually going to review some like grouting or something like that. We'll just go back to our roots review our best practices for ripping gutters off of walls well t- much like all of my guides rally it is a two-step program <laughs> get gutter get get got all right 
Thank you all for listening to this dumb podcast. It feels, it, it's weird. It feels out of sorts for it to be at Matches Gathering, but ostensibly it's what it should be about. Please submit your questions. We're going to get oh, back yeah. to regularly scheduled advice next week. Questions, queries, quandaries, bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord if you want to submit them there. Best place to do it. Uh, Joking, Karad. Thank you. Sean Fireball. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>